The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Joining us now for a special edition of PFTPM, he is the great, the sheriff, the all-timer, Peyton Manning. Peyton, great to see you. How are you, pal? Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let let me tell you something, and this isn't bullshit either. Back in 2013, 2014 timeframe, when you were getting close to the end of your career, I said repeatedly, whatever Peyton Manning chooses to do when he's done playing, he is going to be wildly successful at it. (laughs) I never would have had media mogul (laughs) <laughs> on the bingo card how did that happen i'm not sure mike uh, exactly how it happened um but it's been fun just to be a part of that kind of on the other side mike you know when you're playing quarterback you're sort of kind of right in the middle of it right and then uh when you're uh you know doing a commercial you're kind of the person what, what, what omaha and this production company has allowed me to do is to be a part of some things that i don't have to be the centerpiece of and, and to give other people a voice and a platform and so I've never been able to be on that side of it uh but uh it's been fun to kind of partner up with some uh with some good people and you know whether it's Peyton's places or Abby's places which is about soccer um uh Abby Wombach kind of telling the story of soccer through her eyes uh it's just been fun to be a part of that well and Omaha Productions is into so many different things and I'm curious because I've been running a business for 21 years I never had a plan stuff just happens do you have a broader strategy or is it just we're just going to take this as it comes opportunities arise we're going to do this we're going to do that give me an idea of how how much you planned all this to happen because a lot has really happened in a short period of time no it's a good point Mike and um I would agree that I'm kind of in the same boat as you We've sort of just tried to throw some completions uh, early uh, to use a cheesy football analogy. Um, and, you know, we hit a couple of long ones with, you know, the Monday night show with Eli, which has been fun to do. Uh, didn't see that happening until, unfortunately, till COVID hit and you realize, hey, maybe we can broadcast a game remotely. I mean, Eli kind of thought ESPN was joking. He's like, wait a minute, you want to pay me to watch football with my brother from my house. Like, I mean, even Eli being an Ole Miss graduate knew that was a good deal, Mike. So uh, he couldn't pass <laughs> on that. So uh, we, uh, just trying to throw completions early and some different things have kind of come our way because of these early ones and uh, really hasn't been some master plan to be perfectly honest. We've just tried to kind of do positive, you know, unifying content, partner with some good people and kind of see where it takes us. Have you gotten to a point or will you get to a point where you realize this thing's kind of grown to where I need to have a master plan? Like this beast is kind of taken over and I got to figure out which direction I'm pointing it in. No, no, we have. And uh, uh, we're trying to kind of bring some people in to kind of help us kind of navigate to kind of see what next steps we need to take. At the same time, uh, still want to kind of do the little things right and, and, and not trying to uh, kind of get, you know, too big or, you know, uh, get out of our comfort zone, if you will, 
uh, trying to take care of the little things, I think, as Tony Dungy used to say, and the big things will take care of themselves. Before this thing takes on a life of its own, as it already has, I want to mention that you're here today on behalf of Frito-Lay. Tell me what it is that you're doing with Frito-Lay. Yeah, the World Cup's coming up, Mike, and uh, Frito-Lay brought me and David Beckham together to debate whether it's called football or it's called soccer, right? Clearly, I'm on the it's called soccer uh, side. Beckham was very clear. Uh, we're having some uh, Frito-Lay snacks. We're getting ready to watch the World Cup. The debate starts. David wants to bring other people into it, wants to get Mia Hamm's opinion, Randy Chastain, Julie Foudy. Thankfully, they were on my side. They're on the soccer side. Then we started polling fans. Very uh, different opinions out there, whether it's football or soccer. The point is, it doesn't matter what you call it. You can still come together. You can watch it. You can have some Tostitos snacks and salsa and enjoy watching sports together. That's what the spot's about. And, and I was honored to be a part of it. Yeah, get a bag of chips or as Beckham would call them, crisps and sit down and watch there the World go. Cup starting very soon. You mentioned Tony Dungy and the Colts have been in the news just a little bit the last week or so. <laughs> you know, Jeff Saturday, probably as well as anybody, what's going to be the biggest challenge for him week to week? I still can't believe they pulled it together and won under the most difficult circumstances imaginable. But building on that, how do you go forward and sustain it? What's going to be the hardest part for him? Well, um, you know, last week was impressive, you know, certainly, uh, you know, Jeff coming in, but the team sort of stepping up and playing, you know, arguably their best game of the year. Um, I was at the Colts commanders game. They honored Tariq Glenn, Jeff and I were there together. That was not great football. And all of a sudden against the Raiders, uh, they started doing some good things. So credit to the team for bouncing back after a tough week. Uh, Mike, no one wants to see anybody get fired. Frank Wright was a good friend of mine, former coach, uh, but they stepped up and kind of answered the bell. So if they can do that, you know, week after week, maybe the Colts can get on a little run. Uh, look, I think for Jeff, uh, he's been around football. He's a super smart guy. Um, he's going to kind of learn the things that he's good at. He's going to ask questions of the things maybe he doesn't understand. That's the sign of a good leader. Don't admit you have all the answers. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, when it comes to getting Quentin Nelson, you know, maybe playing a little better, Jeff's going to help that. He's going to challenge him. He's going to challenge Kelly. And I thought the offensive line probably had one of their best games of the year against the Raiders. Tom Brady addressed this last night, whether he could walk through the door as a head coach tomorrow with 23 years of playing experience. You clearly could if you wanted to. For me, I think the challenge would be how much of your life do you want to surrender to this? And I know from being around Coach Dungy, he was not the guy who was there till 3 a.m. like the Sean Paytons of the world are. How, how do you properly strike that balance between not letting it consume your life and have you sleep in three hours a night, sleeping in a mattress in your office, not seeing your family more than once a week? How, what's the right way to do it? And is there any way to do it when you're in the middle of the fight? You just go. Well, maybe the way to do it is to is to skip the draft and the training camp and just come in in November and start coaching a team. That's uh, that's one way to eliminate uh, some, some stress. Uh, you know, uh, obviously we'll see how this plays out, but you know, the coaches um, it's, it's not just a fall thing as you know, Mike, I mean, it, it is a year round everyday commitment. There are no off days uh, in football, uh, not really for players, but especially not for coaches, right? Players get a little time off, after the Super Bowl, 
couple of weeks, uh, uh, you, you can go back and train on your own. Uh, and, and then around April, you got to be back in the facility. Well, those coaches, I mean, that's when, you know, draft evaluation starts. So it is a grind. Uh, there's different ways to do it. Uh, you're right about Coach Dungey. You know, he was not staying over there till three in the morning, but he was still all encompassing, all in, thinking about it all the time. So that'll certainly be an adjustment for Jeff, without a doubt. You know, I've said in the past too, and this is all on record. I'm not just, I'm not just, you know, being like Chris Farley here. I've said in the past that I'd like to see you involved in ownership because I think you'd be good for the game to have your voice at the table, not the business, but the game, caring about the game. So let me take it another step farther. A group of owners approaches you someday, hypothetically, and says they'd like you to consider competing to be the commissioner. What's your first flicker if you would hear that statement? Being the commissioner, um, A, I, I mean, I'm not qualified, uh, in my opinion. Um, I've seen uh, Roger Goodell uh, was the commissioner uh, of the first Super Bowl that he had, the Colts beat the Bears. I had this great picture of Roger and Jim Nance up there on stage, great moment. Roger looks a lot younger back in 2007 <laughs> than he does now, and it hasn't been that long ago. So, look, um, he's done a heck of a job. I'm not sure anybody wants to follow Roger Goodell as commissioner. It's like following John Wooden at UCLA. I mean, the bar has been set high. Roger takes uh, criticism, certainly, but I think he's been great for the game. And uh, that's just not something, you know, on my radar specifically because – I don't think I'm qualified to do it, but uh, it's important. Whoever follows him continues uh, doing it the right way. He's done it. Okay. Last one before I let you go. You're the commissioner for one moment. What's the rule you would change? One rule you'd change right now. I get rid of the batted ball because it means the defensive line have not had a good pass rush. They're taking a playoff and they're simply jumping and batted the ball <laughs> and then down there close to the red zone. When the defense is off sides, um, uh, uh, excuse me, um, when the offense has a false start, the offense goes back five yards, but yet when the defense is off sides, it only goes half the distance. I want those five yards back. I'm entitled to get the five yards back for the defense making a mistake. Those are two rules. They've got to go. Got it. All right. Hey, Peyton, congratulations on all the success. Thanks for some of your time today and looking forward to talking to you again down the road at some point. Okay, Mike. Thanks a lot. the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com meet treadwell your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle get your best match in one minute or less with treadwell by discount tire let's get you taken care of
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.